shock, but not surprised. A person stabbed in downtown Austin by a stranger. Now city leaders are responding to the incident. And high temperatures today, again, much hotter than normal, but rain and cooler weather are coming. And a good boy doing good work. How a Central Texas pup is helping Hawaii wildfire victims. Well, the search is on for the man who stabbed someone early this morning downtown. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marino. And I'm Britt Moreno. Now some groups are grasping onto this attack as proof the city isn't doing enough to enforce the camping ban, even though there is no evidence yet anyone involved in this act of violence is homeless. Our Jayla Washington looked into the claims. People may be a little more aware of their surroundings Thursday. A knife attack? Around 5.30 this morning, right next to the Seaholm development near downtown, police say this person stabbed someone. A tweet from the Austin Police Association and one of the founders of Save Austin Now claimed the victim is a teenager and did not know the attacker. This is a scary situation. Save Austin, which brought the camping ban to the ballot, is now using this latest incident and others like it to criticize city leaders. No, you're not going to eliminate incidents like violent incidents in our city, but you need to, uh, if you enforce Prop B, you will minimize them significantly. Uh, and so this this was likely a preventable situation. Matt Bukowiak, co-founder of Save Austin, blames a lack of enforcement of the camping ban. Is it fair to say that homeless people are the ones committing these, these crimes involved directly in these incidents? Well, of course, not every crime is committed by a homeless person, and nor are we, nor are we saying that. In this case, uh, we've been credibly, uh, credibly told by law enforcement that this was a vagrant, also from people associated with the Seahome building. The city first lifted the ban back in 2019. According to police data, the next year, the city saw nearly 600 more aggravated assaults. But since the ban went back into effect in 2021, aggravated assaults have continued to rise. More than 3,000 incidents reported in 2022. Mayor Kirk Watson didn't respond directly to Save Austin's criticism, but did have this to say about addressing homelessness earlier this month. I hope to see that we provide a continuum of services. We're moving people out of uh, living homeless. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. And we reached out to all city council members who were on the public safety committee. They either didn't want to comment or weren't available to respond to our request today. Now, in a statement today, the mayor said in part, quote, it's very difficult to enforce the camping ban effectively and humanely without having shelter capacity and having sufficient shelter capacity. And while you can tell someone you can't camp or be in a certain place, you can't order them to go to another place. A hospice medical director has been sentenced to over four years in prison for his role in a $150 million scheme involving false claims to Medicare that spanned almost a decade. From 2009 to 2018, Jesus Verlar Cadena served as medical director of the Merida Group. The healthcare company operates dozens of locations in the state, even here in Austin. The Department of Justice says the organization enrolled patients with Alzheimer's and dementia and those with limited mental capacity out of group homes, nursing homes, and housing projects into hospice services, sometimes falsely telling these people they had less than six months to live. Evidence presented in court shows the Merida Group paid medical director fees contingent upon agreeing to certify unqualified patients for hospice. Cadena also received luxury trips, bottle service at exclusive nightclubs, and other perks in exchange for that certification. Cadena himself certified over 18 million in unnecessary hospice services 
Two other defendants are already in prison for their role in the scheme. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. A pretty hot day out there for the last couple of days of September. Live in Westlake, it's 95 on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. There's downtown, just a few puffy cumulus clouds. We are expecting a mainly dry evening today. Factor in the humidity, and in some areas, it feels even hotter than the mercury reads on your thermometer. The heat index, 96 in San Marcos, 97 in Luling. We do, unfortunately, with this hot, stagnant air today, have a couple more hours of an ozone action day. This means that pollution levels are a little higher than we'd like. Maybe you can take a step or two to limit how much your uh, pollution you are putting out there this evening. Coming up, we'll talk about your weekend forecast, including the UT football game. We're also tracking a significant storm system that could impact us next week with a higher likelihood of rain and some of the coolest weather since May. David, thank you so much. A government shutdown is now days away if Congress can't agree on a funding plan. All of this as House Republicans hold their first impeachment inquiry hearing into President Biden. NBC's Alice Barr reports. With the clock ticking ever closer to a government shutdown this Saturday night, Senate leadership trying to fast track a short term spending bill. Congress has only one option, one option to avoid a shutdown, bipartisanship. But even if it clears the Senate in time, it would likely hit a brick wall in the House, where far-right Republicans are holding out for steep spending cuts and border policy provisions. House Republicans are united in cutting our spending, addressing our border security, but the Democrats in the Senate refuse to go along. Despite the standstill on government funding that could affect millions, House Republicans are moving ahead with their first impeachment inquiry hearing into President Biden, centered on allegations that he helped his son Hunter Biden profit off the family name in foreign business dealings. Joe Biden is the brand and Joe Biden showed up at least two dozen times with business targets and associates sending signals of access, influence and power to those prepared to pay for it. Hunter Biden's former business partner previously testified that while Joe Biden sometimes exchanged pleasantries with his son's associates, he never talked business with them. Republican star witness, a law professor, undercutting GOP members who say the president could be impeached today. I do not believe that the current evidence would support articles of impeachment. Though he does believe the House has good reason to hold an impeachment inquiry and dig for more evidence. Democrats pointing to reams of documents already uncovered. Not a single page shows a dime going to President Joe Biden. For his part, President Biden in Arizona today giving a speech on democracy, a key focal point of his re-election bid. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And House Republicans have indicated their Biden impeachment inquiry will continue even if the government shuts down. The White House maintains the president has done nothing wrong. He has repeatedly said he stands by his son as he continues to rebuild his life. Will we see more walkouts? An update on the United Auto Workers strike one day after the former president's speech in Detroit. Plus, millions of cars recalled because the engine could catch fire. What to do if one of them is yours? He was just a trooper. He did his job. He's amazing. He's an amazing dog. But amazing doesn't quite cut it. How a partnership made it possible for a Central Texas officer to help out in Hawaii. 
Another round of walkouts are possible in the United Auto Workers strike. The UAW says tomorrow morning the union's president will announce a new round of what they call strike targets, calling for workers to walk off the job at noon. Former President Trump spoke last night to a crowd at a non-union auto body parts plant near Detroit. Trump blasted President Biden and his administration's push to move the industry toward all-electric vehicles, something Trump claims will kill union jobs. The White House has repeatedly refuted that claim. Auto workers say they do have long-term concerns about job security when it comes to EVs. Hyundai and Kia are recalling millions of vehicles due to a potential fire hazard. There have been dozens of reports so far of these types of fires. The recall covers multiple car and SUV models from 2010 through 2019, including the Hyundai Santa Fe and Kia Sorento SUVs. Now, the car makers are telling owners to park the vehicles outside due to the risk of engine compartment fires. Dealers will replace the source of the problem, the anti-lock brake fuse, for free. Kia and Hyundai said it will soon send out letters notifying owners. According to documents, Hyundai has reported 21 fires in the affected vehicles here in the U.S. and another 22 thermal incidents including smoke, burning and melting. Kia has reported 10 fires. Well, the Nossen tradition is soon returning. The tickets on sale today to kick off the holiday season. Well, as we get every Thursday, our weekly drought monitor update is out, and the news is okay. Last week, D4 exceptional drought covered pretty much the entire area. This week, only some slight improvement in some parts of the hill country and northeast of Austin from recent rains. But the next round of rain could be better. We'll have your forecast next. Actually. This week, people are allowed back into their neighborhoods more than a month after a deadly wildfire destroyed most of Lahaina, Hawaii. Maui County has warned many dangers remain as burn sites could still be covered with hazardous materials like ash and other debris like asbestos and heavy metals. The wildfires damaged or destroyed nearly 3,000 homes and businesses. Now the support came from all over, even right here in Texas. But this story is special because it was a furry friend from San Marcos who offered some emotional support to those in Maui. Thanks to a partnership between Maui law enforcement and the Texas State University Police Department, the school's emotional support dog embarked on the eight-hour plane ride mm -hmm. to help first responders, volunteers, and people who lost their homes. KXN's Sarah Alshea has the story. Officer Brady reporting for duty. This time, not patrolling Texas State University, but instead Maui. Helping those impacted by the devastating fire. This is an officer that lost his house, so that's what we're doing is supporting him. For two weeks, Brady and the university's mental health officer, Kendra Marsteller, traveled across the island. Residents, volunteers, responders, mayor's office, yeah. prosecutor's office. So yeah, we, we were all over the place. Getting plenty of belly rubs and treats along the way. <laughs> we were there to help with working through the feelings and at least bring some joy. Literally everybody that saw him just lit up. It was like, oh, puppy. Officers just lay and like put their leg on him and lay next to him. As an emotional support dog, Brady is trained to do this. But they smell the chemical imbalances. So I see him go up to people who you would never know was going through something. The idea came because of a partnership between the university's police department and Maui law enforcement. We actually co-host a conference, a national conference that focuses on serving 
victims of mass violence. We knew immediately we had to do something to help. Marsteller says there's still a lot of rebuilding, but she left encouraged. There's still hope in the community. This dynamic duo made it back to Texas just a few days ago. As they recover from the jet lag and process their experience, Marsteller says there's no doubt they do it all over again. They needed all the help they could get, all the comfort, all the support. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. And the university's police chief says it's the first time the duo left the state, but since they're here to help anyone hit by tragedy, this likely won't be the last time they do. How incredible. She was saying the dog literally can sense yeah. and smell when someone's sad or worried or concerned. I have a lab at home. I have a heart yeah. for labs, but that one is really special. We they needed that. So helpful. So, so helpful. helpful. Alrighty, so you want to help us out with the weather? <laughs> Sorry to segue there. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Yeah, next week we have some good stuff to talk yeah. about. And not just the same thing, broken record tonight. <laughs> uh, let's get outside tonight where it is unusually hot on the Austonian weather cam. A little cloud producing a shadow on the Capitol. Otherwise pretty shot here looking toward the 40 acres of UT behind the Capitol. 93 degrees. Air temperatures are unusually hot area wide. We should be in the mid upper 80s this time of the year. How about lower and mid 90s? 96, one of the hot spots spots in Marble Falls, 92 in Dripping Springs. Only a less than 10% chance of an isolated brief shower for the next couple of hours. Rain chances not included in our forecast, just mostly clear skies right now. We had one little baby shower pop up right there. Blink and you miss it. 30 minutes ago near Fredericksburg, not expecting much rain the, the rest of the evening. This weekend, if you're thinking about your plans on a Thursday night already, plan for hot and mainly dry weather. This is the weekend when we close September and open up October. Identical afternoons both days, really hot for this time of the year in the upper 90s with matching 10% chances of a few isolated showers. That means mainly dry and hot weather for the Texas-Kansas game here in town on Saturday afternoon. Kickoff temperatures very warm at 94. Can't rule out a shower, but the chances are quite low. Winds are breezy from the south-southeast at 10 to 15, a little stronger in the upper decks. Let's fast forward to next week when a really optimistic pattern change is looking like it could deliver some of what we need. Your first look at this storm system, which is still in its developmental phase, if you will. It's way off the coast of British Columbia out here over the Pacific. It looks a little ragged right now, but soon it's going to be a big bowling ball, low pressure barreling toward Texas, something we haven't seen since the springtime. This could yield a better coverage of rain than we've had in quite some time. But I do ask tonight for your patience. Where's the rain tomorrow? Where's the rain the next day? It's going to take a while to get here. Early next week, the coverage becomes a little higher, but Wednesday and Thursday, a week from today, that's the highest likelihood of more numerous showers and thunderstorms. It is still a ways out, but let me take a first stab at when to expect the rain and when a cold front may accompany it. I showed you the weather mainly dry this weekend, early next week. Still a couple scattered showers, but not a lot of coverage in rain Monday nor Tuesday. Once we get toward the middle of the week, though, Wednesday into Thursday, this is the best chance of rain and also the cold front could be approaching. Here we are Wednesday night. Look at the cold front uh, trekking toward our area. Currently, we're thinking the front comes through sometime on Thursday. That's important because it could cool temperatures and also provide the heaviest rain and thunderstorms you see here uh, modeled in the yellow colors. If this uh, model is correct, this could mean that the rain clears out in time for ACL weekend ones beginning next Friday. Whenever the rain clears out behind this front, we're expecting mild and less humid weather should feel really quite different. 
over the next eight days all the way through next Friday when the rain is expected to clear. Model number one showing some healthy rain totals over an inch in some areas, but model number two also a good one for us showing much higher totals than that. Overall, we look at many more models than this. Everybody's averaging right now about an inch and a half to two and a half inches across the area. So this could be wonderful news. I ask that you stay with us for updates every day right here and in your pocket on the KXAN weather app. Remember that change is not here yet, so dry weather continues tonight under clear skies, 73 degrees the low. Tomorrow, 10 degrees hotter than normal on the second to last day of the month, 98 degrees with a breezy southeast wind. There's your little 10% chance of a shower over the Texas football weekend. Rain chances go up to 50 or 60% though mid and late next week. And there's the beginnings of the cool down. Highs drop from the 90s to the 80s on Thursday, and they may drop further than this beyond the seven-day forecast. All right, David, thank you very much. Some people in Georgetown are getting some help keeping their lawns alive. Water restrictions for some in that city have moved back down to stage two. With temperatures starting to cool down, western Georgetown's stage three restrictions are being lifted. Water usage in the area has declined, and the city is also getting additional water from Leander. Still, people in Georgetown have to stick to one day a week watering outside to that schedule. Pack your bags. A new nonstop flight has been added to the Austin airport. Where it's headed and when it's taking off. Right now, after a second night of store looting in Philadelphia, what we're learning about a social media influencer's alleged role in egging on rioters. Also, taking stock of your streaming subscriptions. Are you paying too much on Nightly News? U.S. soldier Travis King is now back in the United States and back in Texas after North Korea expelled him. His flight arrived in San Antonio overnight around 1 a.m. On July 18th, Private King ran into North Korea while on tour of their heavily fortified border. He was immediately taken into North Korean custody. After landing, King was taken to Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio where he will undergo post-isolation support activities. This ideally helps prisoners of war and wrongfully detained Americans reacclimate to being here in the U.S. and deal with any traumatic or post-traumatic stress. United Airlines is working to make it easier for passengers with wheelchairs to fly. Now that includes improving the online booking process to help those passengers find flights that are best able to accommodate them. The tool on the website is meant to help those needing to check in a wheelchair, not for those needing one inside of the aircraft. Travelers also will be eligible for partial fare reimbursement if they have to book more expensive flights that are better able to help them. The changes follow an investigation into United after a person with a wheelchair was injured and later died from complications after her device was damaged during a flight. Austin will once again have nonstop flights to Monterey, Mexico. The new route is the second new nonstop flight announced for 2024 so far, and it comes after Spirit Airlines canceled its route to Monterey due to lower than expected passenger demand. Viva Aerobus's nonstop flights will begin those coming up in March of next year. Well, it doesn't feel like it outside, but the holiday season is inching closer. And if you need <laughs> any proof, well, tickets are on sale for Austin's Trail of Lights. They went on sale today. Tickets for the 15th, 59th year of the iconic Austin tradition are available online. General admission is free for seven of the 14 nights of the events at Zilker Park. The other nights are going to cost $8 for anyone at 12 and older. And they do have a limited number of parking passes. Those are available for each night, but you do need to buy those online. Oh, so excited.
exciting. And tonight on KXAN, it is the People's Choice Country Awards at 7, followed by the Irrational at 9. Then we're back with your news at 10. Or you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find us.